Welcome to the 91st Minute. I'm Ryan Shop, and I'm joined as always with Tom Hayes. Tom, how are you? I'm very well. Uh, big week of European football. Yeah, Another massive week, week to come. of European football. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the only thing on at the moment is uh, in Europe is the Euros. Um, so we'll run through the results there. Um, I don't think we're going to mention any of the Copa America results. Yeah, we'll wait until they're in the knockout phase. Yep. We'll give that a mention. Um, we'll move on to the rundown. Uh, we have a few things on there and to transfer whispers. Uh, yeah, so let's get stuck into it. Okay, so during the week, um, we had pretty much every group. Uh, we had the end of match week one, entirety of match week two, and we've just started match week three overnight. Um, so we'll go through all those results, uh, Give every go through each game, see what happened. Uh, first game, uh, don't, I don't know if you remember. You probably mm-hmm. got it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotland nil, Czech Republic two. Well, you watched this one. Yes, we did. Uh, Patrick Schick. I think that's all that needs to be said. Yeah, saying. Patrick Schick, indeed. Um, First goal was good, impressive. Good night, good yeah. header. Second goal, absolutely mad, bonkers. Uh, yeah, just inside his own half. Uh, lobs the keeper. Keeper put in Spider-Man's web. One yep. of the memes that uh, arose from it. Um, you got anything else on that one? Um only that uh, there was a comparison drawn at the start of the game uh, when the lineup was uh, taking place when they were playing the national anthems that uh, Patrick Schick looked a lot like the YouTuber Will and E. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I posted something on uh, Twitter. Didn't receive any likes or anything, um, but Will and E managed to steal the photo and use it in his own tweet without liking or retweeting mine. So thanks, Will and E, if you ever listen to this. Um, and I know it was mine because it is my television and it has Optus Sport on it. So, <laughs> and I compared it to mine. Um, anyway, other than that, um, best goal I've seen in a very long time, perhaps ever. Yeah, that um, live as well. With maybe uh, Pavar's goal in 2018. That's the best live goal I've seen recently. Yeah, recent yeah, yeah. Massive. <laughs> it was just so far out. Um, yeah, didn't anyway. expect it at all. Yep. Um, I'll move on through these other games. Uh, Poland 1, Slovakia 2, uh, Milan Skirinar. Uh, the centre-back scoring a match-winning volley um, to give Slovakia the three points. Uh, Spain and Sweden played out a nil-all draw. Uh, Portugal defeated Hungary 3-0. Uh, it was mm. quite even the whole game. Well, <clears throat> the scoreline was even the whole game yep. until Portugal slammed three home in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Ronaldo Brace as well. Yep. One of those was a penalty, and I think it answers yeah. um, between... Yeah, uh, who's going to be scoring the uh, penalties yeah. there for Portugal? Yep, which was a bit of content, a bit of a contentious issue uh, prior to the Euros. Yes, uh, and the final game of match week one saw France defeat Germany one nil. Uh, the goal being an own goal by Mats Hummels. Uh, yeah. Both sides had a, it was a bit of an unlucky, f- fair goal few, un- yeah, unlucky uh, chances go wayward. But that was the end of match week one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that night, match week two also started when Russia defeated Finland, one goal to nil. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing really. Got to say, um, Finland in the first half. Um, yeah, Finland have they've impressed. They looked very good. Um, yeah. but obviously Alexei Miranchuk, uh, Miranchuk, Miranchuk, yeah. Miranchuk, um, 
scored and that kind of, yeah. And then I think Russia after that were probably the dominant side in the second half. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot on the line, especially for the Russian uh, coach. Yeah. Um, who was said to <coughs> lose his job if they didn't qualify for the round of 16. Which is quite hard. To yeah, do. considering he um, helped them to well, I guess only, the great success in 2018. Well, only four teams miss out. Is it four teams? No. No. Only two teams miss out because four of the six um, bottom two sides go through. So only two teams actually miss out on the round of 16. No, that doesn't sound right. There's five groups. Oh, no, four teams. Four teams miss out. Six groups. One, two, three, four, five, six. No, five groups are four. No, yeah, six groups of four. No, so yeah, uh, I'm completely out of my mind. Yeah, okay. Uh, don't, 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 don't worry about me. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, moving what I'm on. trying to say is some third place teams will get the chance to still qualify yeah, despite if they, becoming third. Yeah, but it yes. looks like it'll be competitive anyway. Yeah, 100%. Uh, next up was Turkey, who were defeated by Wales, uh, two goals to one. Gareth Bale with an assist, uh, two assists, sorry, uh, also missed... A penalty at this stage, penalties were actually hard to convert, or well, not harder to convert, but yeah. um, they were more uh, they occurred more often than actual converted penalties. So yeah, flew that one over the bar, mm. could have been 3 0. Uh, next up was Italy oh, defeating. I just want to say Aaron Ramsey scored. Um, no one's oh, died yeah. as, as yet, no one's but, died yet, but um, <laughs> we'll keep an eye out. I, I think the curse is over. I, I the curse did go over about two years ago, yep, yep, but. Yeah, still, <laughs> there's a very rare occurrence. Uh, Italy defeated Switzerland uh, three goals to nil, continuing their dominance in the group. Uh, and one of the best teams displayed so far. In I'd the say years. they're the best team at the moment. Yeah, absolutely unstoppable. Um, I mean, yeah, you could argue that yeah, all their games are in Rome, but I don't like. I don't think it's it's been much of an advantage. A huge yeah. advantage. Oh, we'll just wait till the round of sixteen, then they get to play harder. Opponents. Yeah, anyway. Um, um, Ukraine defeated North Macedonia. Mm. I think we could have all expected that one. Uh, Denmark, in their first game back since uh, Ericsson's cardiac rest, um, they went up 1-0 against Belgium. However, Belgium uh, scored two goals in the second half to win 2-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they took a, a little stoppage in play at the 10-minute mark. 10 is Ericsson's number, if no one knew that. Uh, De Bruyne introduced himself to the competition, didn't play the first game in the yep. second half, came on at halftime, assisted the first and scored the second, or that was the winner as well. So also one star of the match as well, yeah. his first game. Um, Thorgan Hazard won the, uh, won the, scored the first goal. Scored the first goal. Um, and his brother was there to congratulate him. Yep. Um, I noticed that he wears T-Hazard, but I think... Um, he just says Hazard. just wears Hazard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is a bit odd. Anyway. Um, anyway, next up, Netherlands defeated uh, Austria uh, 2-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denzel Dumfries, he's one of their fullbacks. He scored two goals now in the Euros. But prior to this, in his 18 matches for the Netherlands, had never scored. Yeah. And now he's got two in consecutive matches, won the man of the match. Um, so, yeah, well-deserved I there. swear he must be, he must be um, Scottish. Denzel Dumfries. His name, yeah. Sounds like he was born in uh, Rotterdam. Yeah, probably not then. (laughs) Um, Sweden defeated Slovakia one goal to nil. Controversial penalty in this one. Uh, It was like a little bump in the box, a little elbow to like the neck area. 
Mm. Um, VAR intervened and that one was given a penalty, uh, which none of us were really expecting considering how good VAR has been so far uh, this tournament. Mm. So I think that's probably the one mishap so yeah, far. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that gifted Sweden the three points. Which uh, is sad because Slovakia were doing surprisingly well. Yeah. Um, next up was Croatia and Czech Republic playing out a 1-1 draw. Schick uh, scored a penalty, went top of the scorer's charts uh, momentarily. Well, I think he's, he's still on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been joined by... Which was a deserved penalty. Yes. Nearly um, ripped his nose off. Hey. He, he nearly got his nose... Yeah, he was. his off. face was bloodied. Uh, Croatia, you know, uh, I think that whole group has been pretty underwhelming. Com- uh, yeah. The, the teams that were expected to go ahead have been underwhelming. The teams that have expected to not go ahead have been, you know... Better than what mm-hmm. expect, exceeded expectations. Um, England and Scotland played out a nil-all draw. Scotland impressed and held England to a draw. Yeah. Southgate had a, a few questions to answer and probably still will and, yeah, yeah. Uh, after they play Czech Republic. Yeah, I think that... Um, I don't know if Tom, Tom agrees with me, but I think Scotland probably deserved to win that game. Um, they had the better chances. They just played a lot better. And, it, yeah, no, through the midfield, um, Billy Gilmore, who won... Um, yes. Man of the match in his first international match it's for not the Scotland. first time he's won man of the match in his first game for something. Yeah. His first Premier League game, first FA Cup game. First Champions League game. Champions League game and so, now first Euros game. He has a habit. Um, they obviously call him the Scottish Iniesta um, and he's, he's proven that he's, he was crazy. He was yeah. very good. Um, yeah, but Scotland just wanted a lot more and they probably... They were happy, but I think they probably deserved the win. But they go away both one point. England have yeah. a tough game against the Czech Republic, who are in form. Scotland... We know um, that goes top of the group. Yeah, um, unless they draw, and Scotland could still go top, yeah. which would be interesting. Um, Scotland in Hamden, oh, we're going to talk about later, but they are playing Croatia, um, who haven't been crash hot, and with the momentum they have now, you wouldn't be Scotland surprised if they win. Top. Scotland can't come top. Yeah, if they get four points and they score a few goals. They've only got one, though. Yeah. One of those. Oh, England no, they can't, or, sorry. England yeah. or Czech they will be on five or six, yeah. Or five or seven, sorry. Yep. Um, but, yeah, they can still progress coming yeah, yeah, in yeah. third with four points. Yeah. Or they haven't even... scored yet, though, which is odd. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the first game, I think they played actually better than than the result. But, yeah, and this yeah. They, just shows that they are pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. I think we could go on forever about that group anyway. Yep. Especially England. Um, anyway, Group F action. Hungary held France 1-1. Uh, so, yeah, Group F. Another interesting group that we could talk about all day. Yeah. Uh, match day three will be very interesting there. Uh, Fran- no, not France. Germany play Hungary. Could finish top of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, that could mould different, especially if Hungary somehow hold... Portugal to a draw or even defeat them could absolutely throw a curveball in there. Um, but Portugal have been pretty solid as well so far. I think they're sitting top of the group on six. Yep. Uh, points. Um, group E, I believe this is Spain and Poland played out a 1-1 draw. Lewandowski got his tournament running, scoring the equaliser. Um, and then next game was... I want to say game of the tournament so far. Uh, Portugal 2, Germany 4. Um, that group was always bound to have one of the best games in the tournament. Mm. Um, but yeah, went Ronaldo goal, 
Ruben Diaz scored an own goal. Guerrero, Guerrero scored an own goal, putting Germany uh, 2-1 up. And then Havertz and Gossen scored, going 4-1 up. And then Diego Jota scored one off the line uh, on the goal line, yep. making it 2-4. Um, but yeah, lots of, especially the own goals. There's been so many own goals in this tournament, uh, which is quite odd. I think Diaz one was a little bit, I think it was just a, a caught his deflection and went into the corner. Guerrero's actually kicked it straight into the net, mm. similar to Hummels. Um, but yeah, um, Germany molded themselves yep. into, um, you know, top of the table or top of the group contention. And then the final two games uh, were the final two games in Group A. So we now have that uh, completed. Italy defeating Wales one goal to nil. So Italy have won that group on nine points. I think seven, seven scored, zero conceded. Um, Wales have held on to second because Switzerland only beat Turkey three goals to one. Mm. If they had won four one, Switzerland would have gone above them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Switzerland again. They'll hope. Oh, Fingers crossed for them that they uh, well, there's luck falls into their hands. Yeah, there's no way that Hungary now can qualify um, at all because they've got a negative yeah. seven goal difference. Yeah, that's point. yeah. Um, but they can stuff up another team's chances. They, they can, um, but yeah, Switzerland hoping to get enough to be one of the four third placed um, teams to get through. Yes. Um, so that's basically all we've got. Uh, for the results in the past week, uh, at the end of the podcast, we'll talk about the upcoming ones mm-hmm. uh, before the knockouts, uh, which happened at the end of this week on Sunday. So uh, for now, we'll move on to the rundown. This week on the rundown, on Wednesday, Jamie Vardy became a co-owner of the American football club, the Rochester Rhinos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. He did it. Yeah, he did it. Uh, so, yeah, it's a bit odd considering, like, it's not... The, the club hasn't played a game since 2017, so they've been out of action for four years. Um, so I can't imagine it was a big stake that he had to buy anyway. Still, Probably not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sees them as... Quote, sees them as a long-term deal. Uh, a long-term project, sorry. And supposedly wants to turn the club around. Um, so fair play. But yeah, quite a bit of work to put in, and he's at the, the end of, well, towards the end of his career now, so he can probably start to focus on that more as he, you know, pans out of football. Yeah. Uh, on, wait, did you update it with a thing? What? What you were saying before? What thing? The Swiss. I didn't put it in. Yeah. On Thursday. Because I don't know how, I don't know. It wasn't by a good source, so oh, okay, I'll just okay. wait. Yeah. On Thursday. Gennaro Gattuso departed Florentina, uh, Fiorentina, sorry, um, only 22 days after being appointed as their manager. This one's funny. Mm. It's actually a funny story when, when you read like what happened. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how this wasn't like talked about in like meetings and interviews before he was appointed, um, but there was supposed issues with the transfer strategy and his agent's fees. Um, so, yeah. He just quit. <laughs> it's a bit like um, Marcelo Bielsa at Lazio. Uh, yeah, when he left. He was like, he was left after like 10 days. Or yeah, it was less, it was I think, even. Um, but yeah, so 
I guess I can mention this now. Um, after Paolo Fasenka, uh, his talks broke down with Tottenham uh, during the week, pretty much simultaneously as Gattuso left. Mm. Uh, Gattuso was then approached by Spurs. Um, and then he went and had an interview there and failed the interview. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, Tottenham aren't going to appoint Gattuso. They aren't going to appoint Fonseca. Uh, so that, they've still got to... I'll talk about more about this in uh, Trans Whispers because they're still previous candidates they hadn't rubbed out yet. They're, they're just a bit more complicated deals, so they're, they're going to refer back to them now. Yep. But, yeah, that's um, that's funny. I don't know if anyone's been named as Fiorentina manager. I, I, I didn't really look at it, but... I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite funny. And that was the rundown. Now it's time for Transfer Whispers. You've got the list. I've got the information. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll start off with the transfers. Uh, first up is uh, Juan Luigi Buffon. Uh, what's going yes. on there? Uh, well, he was uh, confirmed uh, to move to Parma. That one's a done deal. Uh, two-year deal. 43-year-old, so he'll go through till his mid-40s, which mm. is unreal. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a done deal, And as are the next few. Who's next on that list? Uh as I mentioned last week, just quick in, uh, Palmer's full name is Palmer Kelsier, 1913. <laughs> Beautiful name. Uh, next up on the list is Ashley Young. Uh, yes, Inter Milan, uh, left back, left mid, uh, has moved to, or back to Aston Villa, I should say. Uh, one year deal there, free transfer, uh, as was Buffon. Um, has the option to extend for another year at the end of that contract, mm. but that one is a done deal. Villa have themselves, I'd probably say, a new backup left back. Um, another senior head at the club. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Fikayo Tomori, uh, formerly of uh, Chelsea fame, but in yes. the uh, AC of Milan <laughs> last right. year. Um, yeah. So Milan triggered their, their his buy clause in the in the loan contract, uh, twenty eight point five million euros. Um, so yeah, that one was confirmed during the week as well. Unveiled officially as an AC Milan player. Uh, Five-year deal is always on the table, so June 2026 that will run to. Still very, very young. Milan liked him. He played a lot. Um, so yeah, that one's a done deal. And as the uh, English grime artist says, uh, Songer says, um, I was stressed when Tomori left, but Rudiger handles, handles it better. So um, Small dig. Yeah. I, still, I still think it's a big, uh, big loss. I don't think he was ever getting back into the team, though. Yeah, anyway. especially with when he can't, no, when Tuchel came into the club, he wasn't there, so he couldn't really mould mm. his team like with him in it. Uh, next up, the spiritual Texan Memphis Depay. Um, <laughs> Memphis is not even in Texas. No, but that's yeah, not, um, <laughs> I was trying to. Sounds like a, a cowboy. There. Anyway, uh, anyway, yes, another confirmed deal uh, unveiled. Oh, wasn't unveiled as a Barca player, but Barcelona released. Photoshopped images of him wearing a Barca top, yeah, even though he's in at the Netherlands camp. Um, yeah, free transfer as well. Another good oh. thing, Barcelona have managed to get a lot of free transfers done. They got Garcia back on a free, Depay on a free, Aguero on a free. Um, they tried getting Wijnaldum on a free. Um, so they've done quite well to get a 27-year-old striker in his prime across uh, to Barcelona. Another striker. 
Yeah. Um, um, before we move on, I'm just going to jump in because I've just got something on my phone that we didn't have when we were doing the rundown. Uh, Scotland's national team tweeted um, 13 minutes ago, but it's just come up on an article here, that um, a statement that says, we can confirm that Billy Gilmore has tested positive for COVID-19 oh. and will be ruled out of the Croatia match. So that may well and truly um, mess up their team, especially if any other players come yeah. forward. Hopefully, that's all the, the England players as well. Is that the first case of it since the tournament started? Yeah, because the, there was a couple. Yeah, there was a couple before. just before, but um, geez, hopefully not. Especially yeah, because they've just played England as well. But at I don't, Wembley, he would have, he would have uh, had a, pos- a negative. But test you can still have it and test it. Yeah. Um, so, but the thing is, they're in quarantine anyway. So yeah, fingers crossed, nothing else. Anyway, um, but yeah, they'll be definitely doing more cases. Bit of a devastation, there. especially if you're a Chelsea fan as well. Uh, moving on, uh, on to Tom Heaton. Yes, oh, uh, Depay's deals three years as well. Three years, just to say that. Yep. Um, yeah, Tom Heaton. Um, this one's pretty much a done deal. He has just or is in the process of doing his medicals at United. Um, yeah, thirty-five-year-old keeper. To bring across, I can't imagine either of De Gea or he- Henderson both staying at the club. I think uh, Heaton will be a solid number two, so I, I could assume one of those two will depart. Um, but the official announcement is expected in July because uh, his Aston Villa contract runs out at June 30. Um, so yeah, we won't talk about Tom Heaton until probably June one, uh, July one, sorry, when that um, is confirmed. Yes, uh, moving on to the Italian goalkeeper, Gianluigi Donnarumma, who doesn't have a middle name because he has two first names, <laughs> which is true. I just looked it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's going on with him? He's pretty much on his way to PSG. Um, medicals are pending pretty much for today after his Italy game. Yeah. Uh, so what, they're pretty much in the afternoon there now, or early morning there. Um, so he'll either do it today or tomorrow. And then probably expect it midweek. He will be a PSG player, as similar to the Depay deal. Uh, free transfer. I think it'll be five years as well. I can see him being number one though. Yeah, Kalen Avis as well. Kalen Avis is staying, mm. so they'll two, they'll two will fight it out. Similar, similar to the United situation at the moment. How they've got two mm. really good goalkeepers. Uh, moving on, uh, we have Patson Dakar. Uh yeah, uh, Albi Salzburg uh, striker teared it up. In or tore it up, I should say, in the uh, Austrian league this season. He scored over 30 goals in about 30 games. Uh, he looks like he's on his way to Leicester. Um, Leicester preparing to make an announcement within the week. Uh, so this one should be done quickly. And the initial proposal, the initial proposal was accepted by Salzburg. So it's just the final contract details to be finished, and then that'll be made official. Um, the contract length is unknown, but I can just imagine it would be five years. Um, yeah. Which is pretty much what they would they would put on the table anyway. Um, but yeah, 23 million pounds going the way of Salzburg. I'm not sure what that would tra- uh, calculate to be. I think about 28 or near 30. Uh, Something about that. Euros. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on uh, to Rue Patricio. Uh, yeah, Wolves are set to lose him out to Roma. Um, what's his name? Jose Mourinho uh, wants him at Roma. Uh, it looks like he will also get a three-year deal there. 33 mm. years old as well, so still, hey, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Uh, he's agreed to personal terms, three-year contract or two years with option extend for one, one or the other. Uh, it'll be made official. Wolves want 12 million euros for him. Negotiations for that final fee are on, but it looks like they'll reach an agreement. Uh, moving on, we have Rodrigo de Paul. Yeah, uh, one that I forgot to add last week, but some stuff's happened since. Um, it was ongoing last week. Now it's in more of an advanced stage. Udinese look like they've agreed to a fee with Atletico Madrid. I think about 35 million euros. Five-year deal has been uh, agreed. Oh, five-year deal contract has been agreed. Um, so yeah, that those medicals are set to be completed soon, and then that one will be confirmed. Uh, moving on uh, to Albert Sami Lokonga. Yeah, the Anderlecht uh, midfielder. Arsenal obviously going after a few midfielders, uh, as we'll talk about oh, a few players. There's a centre-back and a mm-hmm. midfielder and <laughs> everything else they they want. Um, yeah, so let me just pull my note up here. Uh, Arsenal or Anderlecht rejected Arsenal's initial bid of 15 million uh, euros, I should mm. say. Um they wanted around 20 million. That could, no, it's only 5 mil buffer. They should probably find an agreement there. Last night, it was uh, said that another bid had been placed, but the fee was unknown. So I don't know if they, you know, just gave the 20 mil or it's around 17, 18. Um, but those talks are currently ongoing. Um, but yeah, could be Arsenal's one of their centimeters that they end up going for. Could be. Uh, moving on uh, to Ben White. Yeah, another ongoing one. Arsenal, uh, they've, they've actually made some positive progress with this one. Um, they were told they would have to spend around 40 to 50 million pounds on Ben White, the Brighton and Hove Albion defender. Um, got his England call up as well in the squad. Those talks are currently ongoing between the clubs. Um, Brighton Hove Albion have now said they want at least 50 million pounds, um, which Arsenal look like they'll either spend that 50 mil on Ben White or 50 mil on another player that I'll talk about in a second. Um, so, yeah, if they if the talks with Sambi Laconga go well, I can see them going more for Ben White rather than the next player or the next Arsenal player I'll talk about. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that one's ongoing. Yeah. Next, as are all the next ones. <laughs> the next is Kieran Trippier. Uh, yeah, Manchester United uh, in query, uh, queried about him. During the week, they made a bid, a pretty poor bid, of 14 million euros, um, which was rejected by Madrid, um, and described as ridiculous. It is a bit. <laughs> yeah, just considering, you know. With, uh, just won La Liga. So. Won La Liga. He's starting for England, or mm, he started for deservedly. England. Deservedly. Yeah. Um, so they've advised Man United that they would have to pay at least 35 million pounds, euros for him, um, which has now been raised to about 42 million. <laughs> I don't know why they keep raising the price, but... Yeah. Different sources are saying different things. Um, but yeah, 14 million was their offer. They're, they're still miles apart as they are with the next player. Yes. Um, speaking of, keep raising their figure. Oh, well, yes and no. Uh, is Jaden Sancho. Yeah. So when you say raising their figure, they, they uh, lowered their price down to 78. And now that's back up to about 90, 95. Yep. Um, that's Dortmund we're talking about there. Um, that saga continues... Talks are still ongoing. They've still got plenty of time, um, but they want to get this done just before the Euros finish. So that's only a couple of weeks. Um, so Dortmund can still find a, a, a replacement for him. Uh, United's 
latest bid was around £75 million. Pounds. Um, that's currently on the table, hasn't been rejected, hasn't been accepted, um, but still £11 million pounds short of Dortmund's price, which is around, now it's around, well, it's €90 million, Euros, 86, 85 million pounds. Um, so, yeah. The, About the, 11 million off. Yeah, so the progress is positive, considering they were never this close last summer, but the, the, the personal terms have also been agreed, as they were last year, and they've got a lot more time. So I can see it happening, um, just a matter of when. Yeah, uh, the next player is James Madison. Yes, uh, Arsenal, once again, looking at this guy. Um, this was the other player I was referring to with uh, Ben White. I can see them going for one of these two. I don't, I don't see them buying both of them. Um, but yeah, James Madison. Uh, Arsenal reportedly see Madison as a top transfer target now that Buendia is now at Villa and... I can't think of the other player they were going for. Anywho. Um... Arsenal asked Madison to hand in a transfer request to make you know make the progress the process a little bit easier, which I don't think has been made official. But um, they've handed in a bid to Leicester, which is I wouldn't say it's generous. I wouldn't say it's poor. It's pretty much bang on fifty one point four million pounds to Leicester. Um, so they've now put in a bid for I don't they, don't they haven't put a bid in for Ben White yet. They've put a bid in for Sambi Laconga, and they've put a bid in for Madison. Um, yeah, I don't know what the what the goal is there. If they're going to get those two centre mids and then bring in a cheaper centre back, I don't think they have the money to bring in Ben White and Madison. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't see why James Madison would want to go to Arsenal. But yeah, well, I'll, I could probably talk talk about that one in a bit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on uh, to Aaron Ramsey, the cursed uh, scorer, Aaron Ramsey. Um, yeah, so Liverpool uh, made inquiries on Ramsey, spoke to his agent, uh, monitoring the situation, barely scouting him. Um, they did the same thing just after the winter window closed, which was quite odd, uh, so early February. Uh, so they've been in contact with his manager, oh, not his manager, his agent since, um, and then his agent has then been in club contact with Juventus. Juventus uh, open to selling him. Liverpool are looking for that Wijnaldum replacement. Still don't know whether they're going to bring uh, or pretty much promote Curtis Jones to that senior senior squad, uh, which he's already in the senior squad, but the, that, that Wijnaldum spot. Um, so that one's an ongoing one. Um, oh, where am I? Sorry. Never mind. All good. That one's all mm-hmm. done. Yep. Uh, yep. Now we move on to a few contracts, um, starting with Adrian of Liverpool. Yeah, uh, so Liverpool gave him a... Well, it's actually unknown, but I can only assume it's like a one-year contract extension. I don't believe they would have offered him more than that. Um, but yeah, they didn't disclose that information. It's the first time in Adrian's career, senior career, that he's received a contract extension while he's at any club, mm. which is uh, something I, I'm, I'm actually quite surprised by. Yeah. Um, even uh, though he's probably, he probably lost uh, lost out that second place... Uh, role to Quivine Keller. Um, but yeah, he's going to be in, at Liverpool next season. Um, so yeah, that's a done deal. Uh, next is Raheem Sterling, MBE. Yes, yes, MBE. Um, this one's an interesting one. That he, Man City are currently in talks with, or uh, are set to begin talks with a new contract after the Euros. 
Now, sterling has been um, reportedly used as a bargaining tool for other clubs, um, specifically in the pursuit of Erling Haaland, which Chelsea are also interested in. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, he either wants to be locked down at City so he can't be used as a bargaining tool or he wants to just quit on City. Um, so that one's ongoing, whether they can agree to an agreement or he'll ask to leave the club. That's one of the two that'll happen. Um, he still has time on his contract, I believe. So there's no rush, but he just doesn't want to be used as a leverage tool. Yep. Uh, next up is the Scotsman, uh, Kieran Tierney. Yes. Uh, one played probably was close to a man of the match. Also in that uh, England game, uh, Tierney is set to accept a new five-year deal at Arsenal uh, as their left back. Within these contract talks, he also asked to be the new Arsenal captain in the near future, um, which is something that yeah, it's, it's a bit different. You don't really hear those types of chatter, especially he's been only at the club for one year. Um, Who's the captain at the moment? Aubameyang. Aubameyang, yeah. <laughs> Meh. Meh. Yeah, um, also probably getting a bit of a pay rise. Yeah. Um, That's probably the only reason people play for Arsenal is because they... Notorious for They're pretty generous. Yeah. Uh, not their mascots, though. <laughs> anyway. Don't you accuse him of anything, Tom? Yeah, I won't. Garnosaurus. Um, yeah, so five-year deal, he should do that. Um, and if he stays long enough, or if he plays out that contract, or even part of that contract, he may become uh, captain of the club one day. But he looks like he has his eyes set, or his future set at Arsenal. What have we got next? Uh, next Lastly. up is the world's nicest man and future, soon to be Ballon d'Or winner, uh, N'Golo Kante. One of those. Oh, they could both be right, actually. Um, yeah, so Kante, or Chelsea, I should say, um, want to extend Kante's contract. He still has two years left on his contract, so there's still no rush to do that, but they want to do this as like a reward, a, um, a reward yeah, for... Uh, you know, bringing the Champions League back. He's playing really well for France. Uh been out of the match in the last three games of the Champions League. Um, so, yeah, this looks to include pay rises, a lot more bonuses, so more money going his way, even though he probably doesn't want it. Um, and more years on his contract, of course. Um, he is 30, two years left on that contract, so he'll probably be at Chelsea, you know, for the next yeah. five years probably. I, I pay him, you could pay him a million pounds a week. And um, he'd still be driving that mini with the broken wing mirror. 100%. Yep. All right. Um, I've just got other transfer news uh, to get through. A um, couple of players. I'll start off with uh, the big one. Sergio Ramos uh, on Thursday in Australia. Uh, he announced he was going to leave Real Madrid after 16 years at the club. In his announcement, he stated, I'll come back here one day, I'm sure. I want to say a huge thanks to Real Madrid. I'll always carry you in my heart. Uh, Rafa Varane, also uh, another centre-back that was expected to leave, um, is now half set to stay at Real Madrid, although reports from El Galazo de Gol, uh, a Spanish outlet, uh, state that Varane will ex- announce his departure from Madrid after the Euros. So they've brought in Alaba and could potentially lose their, you know, their starting pair uh, for the start of next season, which is not ideal. Um Man City are leading the race for Sergio Ramos' signature. PSG, Man United also in the running. Sevilla, his previous club, uh, he has ruled them out 
Um, so I, I know a lot of places are saying he could go to Sevilla. He's ruled them out, but um, yeah, he could, obviously could go back there one day, but doesn't look like it yet. Um, next up, uh, Eddie Nketiah, the Arsenal... Yeah, he's a forward, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he received a new contract offer from Arsenal. Nothing has been agreed yet. There's a number of clubs showing interest to buy him, being uh, West Ham, Watford, and Crystal Palace. Leverkusen, or by Leverkusen, also trying to buy him on a permanent deal as they uh, approached in April. Um, that's no good. <laughs> Billy Kilmore news again. Um, so yeah, Ramos will leave Real Madrid. And Ketia doesn't know whether he's staying at Arsenal or could move on to another Premier League club or potentially a Bundesliga club. Um, now, manager news. There's a few different clubs here. Scott Parker. Uh, according to John Percy, a Telegraph, uh, a Midlands te- Telegraph uh, correspondent, uh, Parker looks to dis- dep- looks set to depart Fulham and join Bournemouth, which is currently vacant right now. Um, you know, newly relegated, probably potentially... Uh, want to get Bournemouth back into the Premier League. Don't know whether that's uh, realistic or not. Um, but yeah, that one was just an interesting bit of news by a Telegraph reporter. Uh, Everton, um, they are in talks to find an Ancelotti replacement. In advance, talks with Nuno Espirito Santo. Uh, despite this, Everton have also opened talks with Rafa Benitez, which has been largely opposed by their fans with banners outside the stadium. Uh, and they're also set to open talks with Lucien Fav, sorry, Favre, 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 I believe. Just anyway. once, but yeah. Um, yeah, once. <laughs> so yeah, that uh, they're still looking for their managerial replacement there. Uh, the Tottenham deal, as we mentioned before with Gattuso, the Fonseca deal broke down. Gattuso failed his interview process. Now this means they're still looking for that manager. They're back in contact with a number of other candidates, uh, one being Ralph Ragnick, who was most recently the Rebel Leipzig manager, or RB Leipzig manager, uh, Eric Ten Hag, the current Ajax manager, who signed a new deal at the no, end of last season. Yeah, so. Signing that new deal probably put that one out of uh, out of reach. Those two deals will both be complicated. Ragnick is in talks with a lot of clubs, especially across France. And Italy, yeah, and as I just said, Hag has I, just signed yeah. a new deal at Ajax. Hey, I'm just gonna say say this now. Um, Ryan Mason's gonna stay. They're gonna win the um, Conference League, and he's gonna have a statue built because that's win the Addy you know, Cup, the biggest thing they've ever won. <laughs> um, so, no, they will if he wins a trophy, which I think he probably could. He, he's not actually a very bad. He's a pretty good manager, I think. The way he plays is a lot like Pochettino esque. Um, I don't think it would be a bad idea to let him, you know, have an experience which many managers don't get. I don't think he did. He did pretty well in the last few games that he was manager after he took over from Jose. Jose, obviously, they were pretty stagnant on the. They table. weren't going to win that final, no matter what you say. Um, the way they played, um, against City, who really want to win. Yeah. So, no, I think they did pretty well. Um, but you know. Give him a bit of money, maybe, or not. You don't even have to because he's a young manager. Yeah. Wait a year, see what's on the market, or wait half a year, see what's on the market. Um, but yeah, I think stick with Ryan Mason. Seems the logic, most logical sense. And even if you're, um, uh, what's his name? 
Bulgarian. The Tottenham bloke, the Levy, Levy, Daniel Levy. Um, if you're him, who's you know always he's an accountant, so he loves money and yeah stuff like that. It just makes the most financial sense too, because he's not going to cost as much yeah. as these experienced managers. It's better for Mason. It's better for the club, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, and the fans will like it. Yeah, the um, only problem with that is the. They're more focused on bringing someone in. So the only way that Ryan Mason will be manager hmm. or yeah, manager of Tottenham is if they fail to reach an agreement with anyone else. But that's the thing. I think that they're doing it wrong. They're trying to get someone with a bit of clout where they, they just stick with Ryan Mason for a year, get another... If it works, good. Back him, right? Best investment you've made. If it doesn't work, people go, well, we assumed it would only last... This long, he's lasted a bit longer. That's all right. Then you get someone in who you find they actually want to build on, on Tottenham. They want to build something with. Because there's no point in getting a Fonseca or something who realistically probably will last a year, two. They're not They're not building a vision. And that's what they well, need to do to get back up. Mason for one year? Because he's inexperienced. He's, he was, he's in the job at the moment. He's just the carrier. But they're looking to get another carrier to replace him. But if Mason does well, then... They can build around that. You know what I mean? It's the same with any manager, any new manager. Yeah, but they're just they're just going okay. We don't want him. We're going him, and they like the if you're running the ones you're running through, they play completely differently. They're going to go after completely different players. Yeah. So they're not they're not focusing on what they want to do with the club. It's all about I don't know what it's all, all about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just makes no sense. And you're not going to keep Harry Kane. The only, I think if you don't get Poch, the only way to keep Harry Kane is Ryan Mason. Yeah. Well, Poch is. Out of the question. Mm. He's, he's been out of the question for a couple of weeks now. Yep. Um, but yeah. Um, another new name that was uh, put in contention was Ernesto Valverde, uh, ex-Barca manager from last year. I mean, they're really just looking at everyone that's mm. available now. Have you got um, a call? Hey. Have you got a call? <laughs> I've put my hat in the ring. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, another funny thing about Tottenham, it's revealed that one... Uh, Spurs board member wanted Arsene Wenger to be appointed for a season, which would be completely wild. Arsene Wenger would never do it. Wouldn't, yeah, he would never. Um, and that that board member probably is out of a job right now. <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't know. They must be sniffing glue or something. Yeah, it, or, or maybe you know. But that's the see. This is the only thing that's point. The way that that board member has asked for a manager to become appointed for a season this is where it points me in the direction of the next one uh, so i suppose uh that managerial search continues brendan rogers uh is reportedly told close friends and uh what's it called <laughs> work work what the, what the fuck's the word colleagues <laughs> colleagues yeah uh brendan rogers reportedly told uh close friends and colleagues that he plans to exit leicester when his contract expires at the end of the upcoming season, so 2021-22 season. Um, this is where I think Spurs may keep Ryan Mason. Um, if they are unable to find a manager... But why go to Spurs from Leicester, who are currently doing a lot better and probably has the better backing, better owners? Bigger club. Slightly, but... They're a bigger club, no question. They are, but More they're not more. winning anything, so what's the point? It's a project. No one knows why 
why he wanted to join Leicester at the time. He was out of a job. Well, they won the Premier League, but after that, they went off. They they were second half team, yeah, but, second table yeah, team. Right. So, um, yeah, he's reportedly told play uh, people, not players, uh, that he plans to leave Leicester at the end of his contract. If board members are revealing that they may opt to, uh, you know, bring in a manager for one season, that brings in the window for Rogers to replace that manager yep. at the end of next season. Um, yeah. I just want to say something that um, just come up again uh, while we're talking what is, is that, that uh, Usman Dembele has been ruled out of the rest of the Euros campaign for France. Yeah, he was uh, subbed off as a sub. Subbed off as a sub. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's a big loss for France. Yeah. Um, anyway, are we going to wrap this up? Yeah, that's pretty much the end of the transfer whispers. Now it's time to move on to the fixtures for the upcoming matches. Um, the rest of the group stage matches, um, it will be, I'm pretty sure, uh, for uh, the Euros, uh, which starts off with U- the Ukraine taking on Austria on Tuesday the 22nd of July at 2am at the National Arena in Bucharest. Yes. Yes. Uh, this one will be a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, winner of this will get second spot in the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, automatic promotion. Promotion. I was going to say promotion, but going through. Yeah, they yeah. will go through. Um, Austria were good in their last game. Ukraine were good in their first game. They both played <laughs> North Macedonia. Oh wait, no. Yes, they did. They both played North Macedonia. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's pretty much whoever wins that gets second in the group. The Netherlands uh, are expected to beat. North yeah. uh, the next match is North Macedonia taking on the Netherlands yeah. at Johan Cruyff Arena in Amsterdam. Yeah, so same time, we'll know who progresses. Yep. Um, Netherlands should top the group with nine points. Uh, the next match is Finland taking on Belgium on Tuesday the 22nd of June at 5am at St. Petersburg Stadium in St. Petersburg. <laughs> uh, you'd expect that um, Belgium will win. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if Finland uh, throw in a few goals as they're playing to qualify, really. Yeah. Well, uh, Finland, if Finland are to win... Safely, I should say. If Finland will win, um, they should go through as either the second or third place team because mm-hmm. the six points almost secures you going through. Um, but that depends. If Russia beat Denmark, then they finish on six points as well. Um, but you could... I'd assume Belgium should win quite convincingly. Yeah, you would assume. Uh, the next match is Russia taking on Denmark on Tuesday the 22nd of June at 5am at Parkhand Stadium in Copenhagen. Um, yes. Which is weird because it's a Russian home game. Um, yeah, it's the same thing that happened with the uh, uh, the French... Mm. Uh, German game, which is yeah. it was a French home game at in Allianz Arena. <laughs> yeah, there's no French stadiums in yeah. the tournament as of yet. Um, yeah, this I, one this one could also shape. The I group. have a feeling Denmark will win, and I yeah. think that yeah, just to get back, I think they can do. I don't know. I I don't think they can do an, like a a ninety six or not. Was it ninety six? Ninety two. Ninety two. Yeah. Um, when they won it, and no, they they. They didn't even qualify. Um, there's a good well, I mean, movie. didn't they just creep through the group stage in that? No, um, they, they didn't. Up. They didn't. They uh, got knocked out of. They didn't even qualify. 
They yeah. just made it through to the round of 16, oh, round but of they didn't 16, even qualify yeah. for the tourna- tournament. It was because um, Yugoslavia was having a civil war that they got into the tournament in the first place, then they won it, which is a remarkable yeah. story. It's a film. It's in Danish. It's worth a watch. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, pretty much if they win, uh, that they keeps... They could go... If they win by... They could go second or third. Yeah, if they win by two goals, they'll go second mm-hmm. because Finland should lose. Russia already have minus two goal difference. So... About three points. About three points, yeah. So if Denmark win... By two goals, or if Denmark win by anything, they'll demote Russia's goal difference. They'll promote their own. If they go, yeah, they if they win, they should go second. Yep. Uh, moving on, uh, we the next match is the Czech Republic taking on England on Wednesday, twenty third of June at yeah. five a.m. at Wembley Stadium in London. Um, obviously, the fiery foot of Patrick, Patrick Schick um, will be something to watch in this match, especially. If England don't manage to turn around, turn around their um, performance um, from the Scotland match, which could be yeah. quite nervous, uh, quite a nervous watch for all the England supporters out there. Um, yeah. So this this group is still wide open. Do you want mm-hmm. to mention the next game we can talk about? All yeah, certainly. Uh, the next match is Croatia taking on Scotland on yeah. Wednesday, the twenty third. Of June also at 5am. Yeah, same time. At Hampton Park in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, obviously, they've just been ruled out of one player in Billy Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, which is devastating for them. He was an integral part of their draw. Um, however, I still think Scotland probably edges it at um, this stage. Uh, it's hard to tell because they, they have no... Um, they haven't scored yet. Mm. So it's like hard to grip whether how how will they win if they can't score. I tell you what, the the fans at Hamden Park will be yeah. on form. The Tartan Army will be out there. Yeah, but this this group can go. All the groups are looking pretty. Dicey. Either way, yeah. most of them. Group E as well, which we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. But um, despite England's poor performance last game, I expect them to beat Czech Republic. I think Czech Republic have, you know, they've sort of eased their way. They beat Scotland deservedly. Just drew with Croatia. Croatia have been not up to standard. Um, I, so I can see Scotland maybe drawing with Croatia. They will both uh, get knocked out because I don't think Croatia can go through a two points. Scotland, I don't think, could go through a two points. No, I think Scotland will win, but yeah. Reckon they'll win. Yeah, I just have a feeling. I predict that to go England, Czech, uh, Croatia, Scotland. The, reckon, the way it is now. I reckon... But, I well, reckon if, you, if you're predicting a Scotland win, I think England will come third. Um, so you want Scotland to beat Croatia by three goals and England to lose by one. Okay, can happen. Can probably won't, but be great to see, especially. Um, it's in the mathematics. Yeah. Um, the next match is Sweden taking on Poland on Thursday, the twenty fourth of June at two a.m at St. Petersburg Stadium in St. Petersburg. This will be an interesting match. Um, Lewandowski might have to turn it on if Poland have any chance of getting out of the group stage, which looks very unlikely. But Sweden um, looking pretty much set to qualify no matter what happens here. Yeah, I think uh, if they get a point, if they get if they, if they they lose, you know, it's still a chance. Mm. Uh, four points, but no, uh, the goal difference will be zero or less. Um Poland, however, can still finish top of the group mathematically. 
um, if Slovakia and Spain can draw. Um, but yeah, Spain also been pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty lackluster. Yeah. But yeah, I'd expect Sweden to get over the top of them. The, there's only been two wins in that group over the last what eight last four games. So yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of which, the next match is Slovakia. Someone, a team that uh, most people wouldn't have picked to be in contention to make to the round of 16, taking on Spain on Thursday, yeah. the 24th of June at 2 a.m. in La Cacha Stadium in Sevilla. I think if Spain were to win a game, it would be against Slovakia, however. Yeah, um, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that Slovakia might edge this one. You're you're a big fan of the underdog. I can gotta be, gotta love it, gotta love yeah, it. Yeah, I think um, Spain. You know, if they draw, they're <laughs> they've got a chance that they may not progress. So it'll be, be all or nothing for them. Sounds like a documentary. Um, <laughs> the next match is Germany taking on Hungary on Thursday, the twenty fourth of June at five am at the Football Arena Munich yes. in Munich. Um, another group, enough. another group that we didn't expect to be. I mean. The, the draw Hungary put up against France has made it all, all a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, However, yeah. I'm just going to say it. I think Germany will finish top of the group. Yeah, if they beat Hungary, they should. Portugal-France will be close as hell. I think it'll be a draw. Yeah. Or Portugal will win. There you go. Or if Portugal win, it's just a matter no, of... No, I think it'll win. be a draw. Um, if, they can draw if Hungary can draw with France and Dembele's, if, um, out, Dembele's out now... Well, yeah. If if France win, they finish top. If Portugal win, and Germany win, it's just a matter of who score, who wins by more. Mm. Um, Hungary could still mathematically finish top of the group. <laughs> yeah, it's mental, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, the group I, of death, I assume the, the supposed group of death. Yeah, I don't think Hungary are gonna win that no. game. Uh, the next match is Portugal taking on France. The yeah. last match of the group stage in this. 2020 Euros played in yeah. 2021. Um, Euro 2016 final rematch. Yeah. Um, a lot on the line here. Uh, well, yes and no. Um, I mean, everything's off in play. This group, if you're in this group, you're wanting to come first. Well, the, the aim's to come first, but if you're playing, if you're third, you're going to come up against the third, uh, third or second place team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, taking place on Thursday, the 24th of June at 5am at the Puskas Arena, named after a legendary... Hungarian uh, striker, I believe, or midfielder, um, who's no longer with us, sadly, um, in Budapest. Yes, so that would be... It's going to be so close. Yeah, all these. I think the only ones that are... Italy, obviously, done. I think Belgium will win that, Netherlands will win Group C, and then the rest are all up for grabs. This will either become the match of the tournament so far, or be a flop. (laughs) It'll either be really boring or really exciting. Yeah. The only the, because the they could play the, for a draw and they'd probably be oh France wouldn't be happy with a draw. Yeah. Oh, they'd either they'll still progress with a draw. Um, they in third though. Or second, if Portugal lose, oh, if they if, if they draw, if they draw with Portugal, they they go through in second. If Germany had to win, no, no, there's so much stuff. There. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that is all for now. It's all for the episode. Uh, yes. However, uh, the round of 16 does start on Sunday morning. Uh, So we'll have the results of those matches uh, when we come back next week for the podcast. Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. Make sure to follow us over on Twitter at 91 underscore pod for updates about us and the world of football. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at... RP underscore shop. 
and you can follow myself at Thomas Hayes underscore. You can also find all of our contacts and references in the description of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.